Okay. Yo, greetings everybody. We are live. Um, greetings everybody. This is Wesley Pepper. This is the Art Dexia Podcast. Um, this is episode 115. And please mind the dogs barking. This is really bad timing. <laughs> um, I try to keep them quiet, but clearly I'm not a dog person. Anyway, um, yeah, it's episode 115. Um, welcome everybody. Um, yeah, I'm just touch base on last episode. I have Cabello Mokokeng again. We'll be co-hosting again today. So greetings, my king. And we're talking to a really cool guest who I'll get today in a, in a very short second. Um, I just want to announce, man, like, um, you know, I said this last week, I've been, um, you know, producing these YouTube shorts, um, which I know people have been watch- watching. Um, I haven't been doing much of that this week, but that's because the load sharing schedule was nightmarish, um, especially the beginning part of the week. Um, but yeah, um, I've also received some, some interesting comments on some of the YouTube shorts. Maybe I'll get to that in a future episode. People are trying to pick fights with us, but that's a good thing. It's like our content is stirring the pot, so I see it as a good thing. Um, what is the other thing about these shorts I want to mention? Oh yeah, it's also some of the some of the sound quality was a bit dodgy. I mean, these dogs is too much. Eh? Um, sorry, man. Let me just pause here. Let me just give me one second. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, these dogs were just making too much of a noise. But yeah, I was just <laughs> I was gonna mention about the about the shorts. Um, I will notice sometimes the sound quality of, of some of my episodes weren't so great. But anyway, I'll touch, I'll, I'll talk about that in a future episode as well. It's got a lot to do with the network that we're having. Um, the network has been really dodgy. Um, actually, this 2023. But anyway, I mean, enough about that. So just last point before I bring in my guests. Also, thanks to all the new listeners and uh, subscribers. There's been a few this week. Um, and much love to everybody. And um, you are clearly got good taste. Um, so to get to my guest today, um, we actually got a really cool Jacob Mawela, my brother, you have an extensive career, like you have, I mean, I was going through, uh, some of your portfolio, you met Jordan Parks. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's, I think that's extraordinary. Um, you've got an exceptional, huge, large body of work. You cover a variety of themes, everything from pop culture to politics, political rallies, to art, to artists, music, sport. I mean, it's it's exceptional. Um, and it seems to me like you met everybody. Like, there's not a person that you, you haven't taken a photo of or you haven't met personally. That's extraordinary, my brother. So before we get, just firstly, welcome to the, you know, welcome and thank you for taking your time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, acknowledge. Yeah, acknowledge. Um, yeah. Okay, I think there's a bit of a sound glitch there, but anyway, hopefully it will get a bit better. Um, my brother, but can I you can, just. I, 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 I can hear you. Okay. I can hear you. Okay, uh, my brother, just for my listeners, can, can we start off? Can you just give us like a brief introduction to yourself, man? Where you from? What you about? That type of thing, and we'll take it from there. Okay, okay, depending on whether you can hear me. Can you hear me first? Let me confirm again. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, all right, I'm a, I'm actually a Pinville homeboy of Gabriel Mufoking. 
But I was actually born on the West Rand at the hospital called Par de Kral, uh, which is outside Krugersdorp. Although I grew up in the neighboring mining town of Rentfontein. So at the, about the age of four, when I was still a toddler, we moved to Soweto uh, when my parents uh, bought a house in Pimville. But we first stayed in Mofolo village. And thereafter, we moved on to Pimville, where I've been based for the past year, but going in and out. So at some stage, I stayed in Katlehong on the East Rand, uh, outside Jamestown. And then I was to spend eight years of my life at a place in in now Limpopo called Jane Fest. Jane Fest, having been a missionary hospital and a railway a, a, a bus station, um, a rural town basically to what it is now, then in the late 70s, when I uh, got to my primary schooling, uh, just to fast track, then in the 80s, um, I briefly came back to Pimville uh, to do uh, uh, the latter part of my primary school and started high school. And that, like in the 70s, was in the early 80s when P.W. Potter was still president of South Africa. Uh, it got, my schooling got interrupted. So my parents decided to again uh, take me back to Jane Fest, where my aunt, who, is, who was my, my dad's uh, elder sister, was a teacher there. So I was to spend the next four years until I completed matric in. 1989. And I suppose it was good timing in as far as South African history is concerned. Uh, because what happened is that uh, I, I completed my metric in 1989. And I remember going to, in October of that year, going to Tefelop uh, 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 University, which is now University of Limpopo. Of Limpopo. Uh, on that October, it was announced and it was big in the media. That's when the lead, the 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 guys from Robben Island, Walter Sisulu, and some of the guys were released. And it was big news then. Uh, and remember, it was a Sunday, and the following day on a Monday, I was going for a bazaar interview because I had decided to do journalism, a career to 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 forge a career in journalism. So. First track to that, I didn't succeed with the with the, I didn't get the buzzery. And then I came back to Joburg in at the very beginning of 1990. Uh, unbeknown to me what was in store for South Africa's future, immediate future, because in 1990, that's when the clerk announced the release of Nelson Mandela and the unveiling of the political movement. So I suppose my my coming back to Joburg from Limpopo was good timing. Uh, 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 in in a historical context. Um, so, so what was to follow was that because I didn't have money, you know, to my parents didn't have money for me because I had a choice of either going to uh, Peninsula Technicon or ML Sultan in Durban to go and do a diploma in journalism. And remember back then at the beginning of the 90s, I had no background whatsoever in photography. So because I've always had a fascination with words, um, my design actually was to do a, a diploma in journalism. So because of a lack of funds, 
I ended up at one of these colleges, one of them being, I don't know whether you know a college called a Benham, Benham Business College. So I did a, basically a course, an introductory course in journalism, which I remember entailed writing in what they call the Pittman script, which is, in other words, a shorthand, shorthand writing and doing a course in typing to this day from the training that I got, I consider myself one of the fastest, uh, 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 I can type, you know, reasonably well on a, on a, on a keyboard, you know? Um, so that was some of the skills that I, 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 I did at Benham College. And then I then started now wanting to freelance with the papers, I remember one of my first venture was the story for uh, Bona magazine in the early, uh, uh, around 1992. Yeah, around 1992. Um, I did a story with the assistant of a, 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 an editor from Bona magazine uh, about uh, a gym uh, uh, in with, uh, a, a, a gym craze which was taking shape in Pimville at the community center there. And then around 1990, at the in the same year, there's a gentleman called Benji Francis, where the Newtown uh, Mall is now. Um, he headed what they call the African cultural, cul cul cultural something. Um, as I was, you know, hustling around town, you know, um, uh, he happened to uh, notify me of a, a UNESCO bazaari opportunity to do photography or photojournalism in Cape Town. And I remember I had to take that because at that time, a very childhood, dear childhood friend of mine had just passed on in 93, uh, had passed on in a, in a taxi. So his, his dad owned a taxi. And he was involved in a in a in a in a in a in a, in a, in a vehicle crash, which ultimately unfortunately took his life. And I remember back then in '93, I was so distraught. Uh, I started writing poetry about death. You know, basically, I didn't want to carry on with life. And I was still young. I mean, I was still in my early. In fact, myself and him were in the same. We're born in the same year in 1970. So I was about 22 years still young. So when Benji Francis came with a proposal to offer an opportunity to go down to Cape Town, so yeah. I deemed it a, a most welcome uh, a, a respite from 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 what I, the distress that I had to face in Joburg. So in September of uh, 1993. I went, I caught the Greyhound bus to Cape Town, where I stayed for about uh, almost four months doing a UNESCO uh, a, a, a photography journalist, a, 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 a diploma. And this was when I arrived in Cape Town. I don't know whether you remember in South African history. This was shortly after uh, in Kuhule to uh, uh, some radicals have met at an American student called Amy, Amy Bill. So Amy Bill was ah, an exchange student from the United States. Yeah. 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 So she was yeah, based in Cape Town and they had, yeah, she was brutally murdered, yeah. you know? So yeah. that was when I, 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 I landed in Cape Town. 
There's a gentleman, my Twitter was a gentleman called uh, George Hallett. So George Hallett was an exile. And at, the, at that time when he went, he came down to Cape Town, which by the way, he was a, a Western Cape person because he was born in Fishhook, um, a native of Fishhook. And then he went, he had to spend the next 25 years or so in exile, mainly in Europe. And at the time that he, he became my tutor on the UNESCO course, uh, George Hallett was based in Paris. And one thing leading to another, it so happened that uh, later, after I went, I, I went back to Joburg at the beginning of 1994. And remember, when I came back to Joburg at the beginning of 1994, um, the people who were at Cordesa, Mandela, Declerc, and the other negotiators, they had already set a date for the very first democratic elections. Uh, for South Africa, which was set for for April, of, of the 27th of April. The reason why I'm saying there's a linkage with George Hallett, George Hallett being based in Paris, is that a person who was gonna, who was to open the door for me in the media, uh, a photographer named Ken Osterbrook, who was then the Star Newspaper's chief photographer. Uh, in 1993, he happened to have an exhibition in Paris of his work. And understand he stayed at George Hallett's apartment in, in, in the French capital. And unbeknown to me, that linkage actually worked for me because after I came back to, 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 to Joburg at the beginning of uh, 1994, I wrote Ken Osterbrook a letter where I mentioned that I was a student of George Hallett. And because he knew who George Hallett was, George having uh, hosted him in Paris, in a way, opened the door for me. So what he then did was to ask a photographer who was staying around my neighborhood in Pimville um, to come onto the staff. And back then, just so I I I I I I got on board on the star as an intern, just in in March, which was a few weeks before the 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 the, 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 the historic elections. Um, and one thing leading to another. I remember Ken Osterbrook um, interviewing me, something I regarded to this day as not having been an interview, really. It was more like an interrogation, you know? He was asking me about a technical aspect <laughs> of photography, you know? You know, like you'd say, what is the combination for you to get a proper reading or, or exposure? What is your combination? You know, in photography, we talk about f-stops and shutter speed, you know? And you'd say what f-stop and what shutter speed would you use in a certain lighting condition to get a to get a proper reading of a where before you 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 click the shutter. Um, unfortunately, then can Osterbrook a few weeks. I, I used to back in those days when I got onto the uh, photographic department. I I used to see little of Ken because him and the guys were ultimately referred to as the Bang Bang Club. Uh, the late Kevin Carter, Joao Silva, and Greg Marinovich, they were always out on the field. They, excited, it was exciting, you know, the lead up to the uh, uh, the first democratic election because uh, an area called, uh, two areas called on the East Red called Togoza and Katleho is where the, the action was happening in the transition. You know, there were this drive between the hostel dwellers and the residents of those two townships, you know. And unfortunately, 
just a few a few weeks, basically a fortnight before the the the, the government the, the democratic election, uh, Ken Osterbrook was killed in friendly fire when they were uh, uh, they had the locals had laid siege onto uh, the local hostel there uh, in the crossfire. Actually, there was what they call in the interim the National Keeping, uh, Peacekeeping Force. And one of the soldiers in a moment of panic uh, uh, discharged a, a fire from a rifle. Uh, and then unfortunately, that was what killed uh, Ken Osterbrook. A number of other journalists were also shot on that day. But yeah, basically that was my introduction. And thereafter, um, I spent... Uh, I spent about two years, two years at the, on the star, because what I then did after Ken died and um the 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 the, the lady there's a lady called Robin Comley who was in charge of the photographic team, and she wants to she she told me that you know they couldn't uh, get me on the staff you know because the guy who had brought me there uh, had died you know, so what I did at the star they had uh, a section. Uh, uh, dealing with community news. Um, so I was introduced to the editor there, uh, and then I started doing freelance gigs uh, from 1994 until 1995. And then a journalist who was working for the Tonight section of, of, of the Star newspaper told me about an opportunity at NASPERS, what is now Media24, uh, at Drum Magazine. Uh, and I applied and I had a meeting where I showed them back then, you know, I had a short portfolio because bear in mind, like I said before, I didn't have a photographic uh, uh, a background. I was basically a writer who then developed an interest in photography, you know. Um, so they told me that the, the journalist told me about this opportunity at Drum Magazine, which was still based in Sankin. And then I went for an interview and fortunately, yeah, they took me on. And I spent about six years at Gram Magazine from 1996 until 2002. And what Gram did was, you know, the pace there was at least laid back, unlike in the newspapers, you know. I was doing, then I was being introduced to doing studio work uh, for the magazine covers, uh, which would feature anything between models and celebrities who appear on television and yeah that in a that's in a that's, nutshell yeah, that encapsulates yeah. uh Kapsa, just before you come in there my brother's to make a point um your your career fit between the the biggest change in south africa it must have been like all these names that you mentioned in like these are yeah, legends yeah. in 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 South African culture, it must like wow, like George Hallett. Yeah. I mean, I'm a huge fan of his work as well. Uh, uh, I'm just like, yeah, this is very impressive. Thank you for sharing it, Kapsa. Okay. All right. Yeah, um, sure. Um, Jacob and I, uh, we started working together like um around 2010 remember jacob with that fifth year yeah. Soweto photo album yeah. so soweto yeah. photo album is a collective of five photographers from pingo and jacob and myself are part of it. the other two the three guys is jay uh and we uh, um 
co-curated an exhibition uh, titled Fifiela. Fifiela is a Sesotho term meaning to see with difficulty. And I think it was a time when um, a lot of the content would then uh, be show or stories, township experiences or stories that happen within uh, township communities would then be distributed and shown outside of the township experience. Uh, so they would be shown perhaps in uh, gallery spaces in the city. And I think what we then were concerned about was um, the idea of um, as people who would operate in between the two spaces, out in and out of the township. However, working in the township was a bit of a challenge because often people don't understand, um, you know, how we apply ourselves as we operate on field in the space of social documentary photography. Because obviously, photographers of visual stories in terms of where they're captured, there's, people often use different approaches. Like in the city, you know, you find spaces where people are using uh, photography for maybe making IDs or, sure. you know, others capture images for parties, you know. Sure. So this, the, the, the idea of, of working as in, 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 with a sense of uh, social document, documenting stories of the people within the communities, I think was one of the challenges that we were trying to address. Um, as opposed to maybe photojournalism, when you're actually uh, pursuing a, an, an image that is um, newsworthy for a very specific time, you know? And I think maybe, I don't know, Jacob, maybe, that, maybe this is an interesting uh, space where we could um, discuss because what you've just described, a lot of the time what you've just described right now was your experience as somebody who comes who received that training in photojournalism. However, your current work, recently with Art Bank, recently with the, um, uh, 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 the exhibition, the exhibition that you did, uh, the Easterly side of Soe of Orlando, um, yeah. also with names in Apple letters. Those images seem to be more of social documentary uh, uh, reflections. Or, 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 or narratives that capture or that operate more on what would uh, pigeonhole this social documentary photography, right? So I don't know you. Although you may have received training in photojournalism, however, it seems to have operated in a different manner, or your work has been able to have a value that is operating in a social documentary photography space. Um, I don't know. Could you could you maybe speak up, speak a little bit of um, your approach as, as as somebody who is uh, telling visual stories? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't see the two as as a dichotomy. Mm. Um, I see them complementing each other, and also mm. uh, 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 in a way expressing my versa the versatility of photographs the possibilities of what the camera can do. Uh, uh, so, so uh, going back to 1994, I hit the ground running. Um, when, and after the excitement of the, of the, the aftermath of the 1994 uh, democratic elections and Nelson Mandela's inauguration as the first democratic president of the Republic, I was left with uh, 
a period whereby I didn't know now what to do. Because remember, I said uh, this lady who was heading the start uh, photography department, uh, Robin Conley, uh, said to me, you know, basically there's no place for you here because the person who brought you in, uh, uh, namely Kenosa Brook, had unfortunately perished in the in the violence, in the transition violence, you know. Um, so for instance, uh, in that period, uh, the, the exhibition which I currently have, Easterly Lying of the Orlando, uh, in, at the YMCA in Orlando East, I actually started it, uh, which is now 29 years ago, uh, in that period, in immediately in, in, in after, after, like I said, after the excitement of the, of the elections. Um, you know, because I wanted to occupy myself. I'm the sort of person who gets easily bored and depressed, you know? So I immersed my time in, because as I explained at the walkabout of the exhibition when it opened in March, you know, uh, I had I had always had a childhood fascination with the neighborhood of Orlando East. So I took that period as an opportunity to then embark on documenting the the neighborhood. Yeah. I spent days yeah. on end weeks and in between I think remember I also said on the start there was this uh, department which was uh, focusing on uh, community news. So because I was freelancing yeah. for them. Jacob Jacob I, Jacob just to, just just to contextualize this just yeah. you can continue. I just need to mention that currently uh, to Wesley and, and the viewers that Jacob is currently having showing an, a photography exhibition at YMCA in Orlando, Orlando, which is a historical, or rather, he chronicles the historical development of the township. So that's what he's speaking about. Excuse me, sure. I just needed to mention. Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that, Kabel. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I was, I, you know, I suppose when I came back from Cape Town. Yeah. To Joburg, you know, I I hit the ground running. I think I I reckon I was more ambitious and full of them than than is now the case. I don't know whether it's because of aging, you know, um. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, um, yeah, I I did the Orlando East uh, documentary, and I also did another one, which was part of what Cabello uh, earlier alluded to, which was part of Fifiela. So I did. Mm -hmm. Parallel to that, I did a documentary on, 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 on owners and families which had vintage cars around Soweto. That also was a was a project of passion, you know, because uh, I, 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 I titled it Transvaal Johannesburg. So Transvaal Johannesburg is named after the old TJ TJ license. People who are familiar with Soweto and Joburg yeah. with their own license plate on yeah. that, you know? Yeah. It's called TJ. So mm -hmm. TJ meant uh, speed for Transvaal Johannesburg, you know? You remember what is now Gauteng used to be Transvaal in the apartheid era. Mm -hmm. So that was also a project that I did parallel to 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 easterly lying of the of the Orlando. So going back to what Cabello, uh, 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 what would maybe you'd, you 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 think it's a dichotomy between social documentary and the traditional photo photojournalism. Um, I suppose the what you refer to as the social documentary that I did with those two projects stems from my 
I've always been an observant person of society. I'd walk on the street and actually sort of spy, spy on people without their knowing that I was spying on them. You know, I'd walk on a, for instance, with a project, with a, with a, uh, the Transvaal Johannesburg uh, uh, project on, on vintage cars. I would literally walk on, on foot, on many streets of strange neighborhoods around Soweto and peek, peek into yards uh, to see whether any yard would have a car, you know, whether the car was still uh, moving or a, a park for, for many years. And whenever I could spot a car in a yard, I took the liberty of getting into the yard and approaching the, 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 the people there and explaining myself and because they could see, in a way, you know, it was the, 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 the camera was always an, a, a li an easy license. Because mm -hmm. once I told them I'm a photographer, I'm on this kind of a mission, you know, uh, most of them would just readily agree for me to photograph, photograph the cars, you know. So, mm -hmm. so that thing stems from a childhood uh, habit of mine, which I still cultivate. Where I, I I I do I do to this day what I call uh, urban hitchhiking. So I have mm. this habit of in the afternoon after coming back from whatever I was doing, you know, I give I have this me time where I take a walk, you know, in the late afternoon, and that's where I find a moment of therapy where I can think, where I can audit what I have done for the day, you know? So, yeah, mm. I, I suppose a project like Transvaal Johannesburg, uh, that social, mm. that eye for social documentary, it's that curiosity about observing what's, what's around me. Yeah, people, yeah. I don't know whether that's yeah. a fact. Just, 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 a, just a bit. Jacob, uh, it seems, um, I, I mean, looking at your work, you, you, you work very carefully. I've seen you in work. I mean, you know, I've, I've, you know, you've employed me to work with you on some of these shoots that you made. You know, um, but in the way that you work, I mean, the notion of um, photojournalism sometimes isn't it to kind of not, um, or rather, the way that you 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 can set up, uh, um, maybe maybe comes out more in 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 the portraits that you capture in your exhibition names in uphill letters where you consider very carefully where you want to capture the portraits of these newsmakers by the way the photo the exhibition names in uphill letters it captures south african newsmakers people who have been able to make their news in south africa over over time from the the the, the, the point of the democracy and over time so there's a sense of careful consideration as to where you want to uh, capture these personalities, right? Um, however, in, 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 in photojournalism, obviously you will have a decisive moment as to, uh, I want to capture now, I'm gonna click now. This is where I'm gonna, this is where I'm going to freeze this moment. However, this, the, 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 the background and where this person might be at the time when you are actually capturing that newsworthy moment. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a thin line. However, yeah. when you kind of work in social documentary, you already kind of seem to have 
a way, a, a place in mind or a role in which you want to position this particular person? I mean, how do you negotiate those uh, subtle subtleties or subtle make make those decisions? I'll go back to where I started initially. Where, remember me mentioning versatility? Uh, yeah. Being, being versatile, you know, and this not really being a dichotomy, you know, being able mm -hmm. to switch from one head to, to one mode to another. I suppose for me, it came natural, you know, uh, for me to mm -hmm. one moment to wear the photojournalistic head with this adrenaline, adrenaline rush, and then the social documentary mode whereby I operate more like a, a movie director, like a Steven Spielberg or a Clint Eastwood, where I actually mm. choose location uh, where, 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 like, like you allude, you know, where, where I actually give direction to the full process of how I want a portrait to come out and be depicted as to the the viewer. Um, and mm -hmm. for me, the two, uh, I wouldn't deduce one over another. Um, as mm -hmm. I say, you know, I suppose I do have that versatility of switching from one mode to another. Mm -hmm. Because make no mistake, yes. um, I'm, I'm actually from, a, I'm actually from a, the reason I came into photography. Remember I said on the UNESCO mm -hmm. program in Cape Town, mm -hmm. We were trained uh, for photo for both photojournalism, uh, photojournalistic environment, and also if you had to, for instance, you know, we were trained to do corporate stuff or wed and, and weddings also, you know, and that's the versatility of not limiting oneself yes. uh, skill skill wise. Yeah, I don't know whether it. Okay. It, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say the other one is more? you spend a lot more time in, in thinking than the other, like in terms of you, the, the quality of time that you spend investing in social documentary, yeah. is unlike the one that you have in, in, in having to capture a newsworthy moment. Yeah, yeah. No, of course, it pans out like that. And But like, remember I said, you know, mm -hmm. I wouldn't uh, deduce one over over another because for me, they they... they they are precious to me. Both processes are precious to me. Like I pointed out, I like the the, the adrenaline, the rush, the adrenaline rush that comes with being in a, a in a photojournalistic environment, like when I photographed uh, Fidel Castro or uh, Yasser Arafat, uh, uh, some of these NBA stars like Bo Kobe Bryant, Bo Magic Johnson. Uh, the time I spent with Kyalami photographing Formula One drivers, like Mika Hakinen, Jacques Villeneuve, uh, having photographed Lady Model C. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that adrenaline rush, uh, 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 yes. it's something that excitement <laughs> derived from it, you know? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, um, and and okay. then I also know how to switch on to the, yeah, to the, to the social more laid back in a way, both of social documentary. Yeah. Does that make sense, yeah. Wesley? Yeah, sure. yeah, man, it does. It does. It does. It's actually it's actually quite extraordinary, man. And thanks for sharing that with us. Um just a technical thing there, gentlemen. Um 
let's just close this session. We are running out of time. Just to the viewers, uh, we are using the Zoom thing because these other apps just don't are not compatible with South African. Everything South African. Um, so we'll just to restart the session. So gentlemen, I'll just take the week after this and we can pick it up um, in the next session, especially about your current body of work. Um, I think I was, I was, I was, I was, I was going through how you were setting up these um, studio shots, how you recreated um, 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 the the Cape Town painter's name slipped my mind. His name slipped my mind now. Um, Peter like Clark's work, Peter Clark's work, which was extraordinary. It'll be cool to sort of unpack that, but by but so. Um, to my listeners, remember to like, subscribe, and comment on this channel. Um, I mean, I think this interview is going pretty well. Um, so guys, I'll just send you that new link and I'll check you guys in about 35 seconds. Okay. Right. Jump straight into it. Everybody, and we are back. Um, during that pause break, I actually got hit by load shading. Um, so that sucks. So that's also why the lighting is a bit dark. Yeah, but I mean, I was not too much of an issue. Um, but just to but just to pick up from where we left off, um, um, Jacob, you were telling us how you um, on your on your processes behind like shots, like studio shots versus versus um, you know, sort of on the field and the rush. I just like totally get that. And just off offline, you were sharing like a story about one of the members of the Bang Bang Club. Extraordinary, my brother. You have a. I think this little time we have together is. I think we need much more time to 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 unpack your 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 your, your entire career. Um, it's just extraordinary, and I'm blown away. I, I'm I'm really enjoying all these stories. Um, <laughs> so thank you very much for that. Uh, yeah. We also know that you currently uh, got got a show. Um, I've got a commission running on one of the with the with the art bank, um, which is which is also extraordinary. Yeah. They also was recreating some of the art artworks by one of my personal favorite artists. Um, I never got to meet yeah. him when he was alive, but I did work with his work. I did some project with his work some years back with um Peter Clark, and I was I was looking yeah. at how you were creating these images. Um, yeah, extraordinary man. Um, can you can can we just start there? Can you just first tell us about the project, about the commission? You know what what it is and yeah. what it's about, and uh, the work, and we can unpick it a bit by bit. Yeah. All right. All right. I I I I hope I encapsulated briefly. So the Art Bank of South Africa was established a few years ago. It's actually an arm of the Department of Art, Sport and Culture, whereby uh, artists who are chosen every year are commissioned to at uh, Olive and Hayes uh, Art Museum in Bloemfontein. So I understand according to their uh, 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 on their website. It's for the purpose of those artworks uh, uh, ultimately being uh, bought by uh, the, the, the department for display in, the, in their offices and also to be purchased by companies and individual collectors. So I applied for that. Uh, by the way, it's under what they call the PES, uh, Presidential Economic Stimulus uh, pro program, which is running, which is having its third year. So, PES was created for. Remember, after the uh, disruption of uh, COVID nineteen back in at the beginning of twenty twenty, yeah, many artists and creatives were left with no gigs, no jobs. You know, um, so it was created for that purpose. 
So I happened last year to see it being posted an invitation to apply on one of the WhatsApp groups of photo South African photographers. And because, you know, with myself too, as being unemployed and being basically uh, a freelancer hustling for myself, you know, I said, what the heck, you know, let me apply for it. Um, I think it was around, when I applied, it was around you know, uh, August. And then in, at the, around November, then I got the confirmation that I was one of those uh, applicants who had succeeded, you know, who had to be commissioned to, to create works. So in my proposal, I basically proposed to do three, to do a photographic interpretation of three artworks. Um, one of them being that of Peter Clark, whom I personally knew, and I'll come back to Peter Clark. And then another South African uh, artist named Vladimir Trechikov. And then of course the American pop artist, uh, Andy Warhol. Um, so with Andy Warhol, Andy Warhol actually is, is also photographic. Basically, it's a 1960 publicity image from a movie called Falling Star, where they had the man who was gonna to become famous as a as a as a rock and roll king, Elvis Presley. Um, many people I don't know whether they knew before he became a rock and roll star, he was an act, a Hollywood actor also. So the publicity shot was actually from when he was acting in a movie called Starting the Movie, uh, Falling Star. And then with Trechikov, um, so with 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 Trechikov and uh, and and Peter Clark, my my photographic interpretations of their artworks uh, were something that I had for a long time wanted to do. You know, like with the uh, Trechikov, there's this uh, this artwork is titled uh, Melon Time, where you've got these three kids, uh, two of them in one frame, two of them having slices of watermelon. And this other kid bereft of a watermelon, and he is he has this despondent look, you know, understandably because he he was bereft of a watermelon, whereas the other two had, you know. And then with Mr. Clark's uh, Peter Clark's one, um, uh, the title of it called The Fence, uh, which features a dog, a landscape with about four youngsters, three of them climbing a corrugated iron wall at some location. Um, so going back to Peter Clark, the reason, uh, part of the reason why I had an interest in recreating his artwork, I knew him personally. When I was doing the, back in 2000, in the year 2000, when I was doing uh, Names in Appeal Letters, the project Gabelo referred to as my documenting as South African newsmakers. Um, I got to know Peter Clark back in 1993 when I was still on the UNESCO program with uh, George Hallett. So what George Hallett used to do was to invite creatives, you know, to come into a lecture, you know, to present their works also. One of those was P uh, 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 Peter Clark, because he was also a personal friend of George Hallett. And yeah, that's how I got to know Peter Clark. So in, 19, in the spring of 1993. So fast track there to 2000 i went to ocean view which is about 15 kilometers out of the south african naval town of 
Simon's town, where he was based. Uh, I went to photograph him for names in uphill letters. And then later, 11 years later, in 2011, he had a retrospective exhibition at the Standard Bank Art Gallery in the Johannesburg CBD, a very huge show. Uh, back then, uh, Professor Jake Scherwell was still alive. Uh, the former UWC uh, vice chancellor was there. Uh, Jimmy, James Matthews' uh, son, uh, Jimmy Matthews, was there also at the opening. And Peter Clark had a had a, 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 a walkabout subsequent to the exhibition opening. So, yeah, going back to the line, he's at work, you know. Um, by the way, Peter Clark, for those who don't know, uh, are not au fait with South African art. He's counted amongst what they refer to as South African masters. You know, like your J Jacob Berniev, uh, Irma Stein, uh, Alexis Prela, and, and, and the others which is distinctive from the William Kendridge's, uh, those who are more referred to as contemporary artists. Yeah, so that's my background with the, so how I approach the Cabello, because Cabello was part of the process uh, uh, when I set out uh, the, 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 uh, the, my, my, my photographic interpretation of his work. Um, so I basically had to, pretty much like in the movies, you know, I actually had to first identify a location which was in Cape Town, and I actually had to create a set. Uh, because I, I'll tell you this, Wesley, basically before I, I, I became a photographer, I always had designs on being a, a movie director. Again, I, I reference uh, Steven Spielberg and Clint Eastwood, you know? So those, uh, the, 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 the Art Commission, offered me an opportunity to work more like a movie, a filmmaker, a movie director, than a, and combining it with photography. Yeah, it was exciting. And I remember on the line, uh, if you saw, I don't know whether you saw the, the, the image, my, my, my interpret, it features a, a greyhound dog. So I actually, it was such an odious uh, task because I had to, 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 to take more, a lot of shots in order to arrive at the final selection, because mainly the challenge was the dog had to be in such a, depicted in such a way as the dog in the original painting, Peter Clark painting of 1960. Yeah, so that's my background, yeah, and my relationship with uh, Peter Clark. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Chokabza, you have something to say? <laughs> uh, where does he draw the line between his photography and painting? You know, I mean, maybe it's a question of collectors, people who buy into photography and you know how where where do you where do you negotiate this? I mean his paint his photography, uh his portraits. The portraits that you have captured, Jake's, for me, they have that artistic value. And, you know, and maybe it goes back to the question earlier on, like, you know, where do you draw the line between social documentary, photojournalism, and what then is art or painting, you know? And for me, that's, that's, that is the merit, that is mer the merit of your work, the work that you put in, um, 
you know, the careful consideration that, you know, as you're saying, like you need to think clearly about the location and being that the timing as well, you know, like with the dog, you had to get that precision, you know? So for me, that that is almost like a, a, watching you work has been a pleasure. You know, it's somebody who is putting in the right stroke with that paintbrush and consistently going back to that stroke and, and until it's, it's got that texture that is required you know and and someone who is more of a patient observer that's what i see in jacob you know and it's been a pleasure to to work with you and to know you as a friend you know oh, yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like if i was if i was ought to be a praise poet i'd be his praise poet you know <laughs> i have something written for him but <laughs> that's a nice one that's a nice one <laughs> nice one <laughs> Sure, sure. Uh, Jacob, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the Art Bank Commission? Uh, it's still up and running um, and that type of thing. Where can people view it and so forth? Oh. Okay, uh, incidentally on Tuesday, because I was waiting on the person who was doing the printing for me, um, it, it actually got delivered on it's it, 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 it's probably already couriered to Oliver Hayes Art Museum in Bloemfontein. And then uh, what's gonna, what's gonna next happen is that uh, they're gonna have a group exhibition of all the creatives were commissioned. Um, and then I think the next process also is to find collectors who uh, would be interested in buying their art works, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, I man. Just for the listeners, Olivenay's gallery is in Bloemfontein. That's in the Free State. Um, it's actually quite a beautiful gallery. Uh, it's actually quite. The garden is very nice. It's actually quite a beautiful place. So if you even around that part of the world, please go and have a have a look because we will publish this episode on the third of July, which is tomorrow. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Although, brother, Wesley, I, I don't know. Can I just jump in there? I don't know when is the exhibition the group exhibition slated but what i can do i can update you but i know yeah. i suppose in, in, in at times and the other things they will they will announce when the exhibition is going to be yeah. yeah yeah now we'll do that and now and we'll you know we'll post it on our social media pages and our facebook page and if you're still not a member it's um the art lexa podcast on facebook uh my brother like um just to just to come in there with um you know we were talking about your processes and your subject matter, um, um, I mean, your, your history is extensive. It is extensive. I'm actually quite honored. I am very honored to have you on this platform as well. And, and like, you know, to tell these stories and also, you know, part of your documentation, it's quite an honor for this platform. Moving forward, man, we are in 2023. Um, it's pretty crazy all over the world. Um, you go, I don't think you can go anywhere in the world without some crazy following you, whether it's this or whether it's that. And in South Africa, we have an election next year, which some is also yeah. calling, well, every election is the biggest election in the country, but a lot of people are forecasting. So in other words, um, there's a lot of uh, stories to be told. Um, you know, in post-COVID, um, you know, COVID was a big disruptor, it just disrupted everything, um, including the arts. Um, you mentioned earlier on, like during the hard lockdown, um, artists working in isolation and so forth. 
Um, you know, moving forward, is there any projects or any idea, or any story that you got your eye on that you're busy, you know, conceptualizing or wanting to put together? Yeah, uh, the immediate one that comes to mind is the uh, Economic Freedom Fighters uh, exhibition commemorating their 10, Ten, year ten years of existence. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I got I happened to get that one through an acquaintance of mine who dropped me a WhatsApp note that uh, the EFF is inviting photographers who have documented their 10 years of existence to submit images you know, for a group exhibition. So, yeah, I have, in mm. fact, I covered the EFF from their first uh, anniversary. Um, so I do have some images which I believe stands a, stand a chance to be part of the exhibition. There's a particular portrait that I took of Julius Malema, their leader, in 2019 at Orlando Stadium, just in May of 2019, just before the, if you remember the, the national elections where the mm. EFF had a rally. Mm. So that photograph uh, reminds me of uh, one of the Argentine revolutionary Che Guevara, um, taken back in 1960 by a Cuban photographer yeah. named yeah. Uh, Corda. You remember that one, which was made famous in a exactly, way by the. Exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I also have a picture like that. In fact, I had a graphic artist of mine to make, to also uh, turn it into a silhouette, uh, just like a uh, uh, Jim. Is it Jim? 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 The, the the Irish guy who made that poster famous, the photograph made it into a poster mm -hmm. and famous. I don't remember his name, but he's a he's an Irish uh, artist. So uh, it, there's possibilities regarding that one because I can also in collaboration with the, my uh, uh, graphic artist acquaintance. I can turn it into emblazon it on, 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 on t-shirts, you know, and emblazon it on, uh, uh, spray it on streets, you know, to conscientize people about it ahead of the... So what's happening is that the EFF is gonna have a big rally in celebration of their tenure at the FNB stadium in July. So there's some economic possibilities on that front, you know. I could either make T-shirts to go and sell at the stadium during that their, their celebration at the FNB stadium. But with that image itself of, of Julius, it's uh, I'd like to publicize it as much as possible for it to gain traction, you know, like the Che Guevara one. In fact, what I'll do when... Yeah. Uh, I'll, I can, I'll, 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 I'll drop you a WhatsApp of the, of the image I'm talking about, including the silhouette version, you know, just to get a sense of what I'm talking about. And then another thing in the pipeline, because I've never been, apart from when I featured with Cabello and, and, and the other guys in 2010 in Fifiela, uh, regarding the Transvaal Johannesburg project, uh, depending on where I source funding, you know, it's one of those loose ends. So going ahead in the foreseeable future, I'd like to do a solo exhibition yeah. of Transvaal Johannesburg on the those vintage cars, yeah. Because at the moment, they are just lying around in my office, you know. People have never gotten to yeah. been able to see the, the project in its entirety. 
Yeah. Sure. Uh, Kabza, yeah. you wanna you wanna yeah. put something to say? No, just just a bit, just 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 to remind us about this. Also, names in uphill letters. What's happening there, Jacob? Oh, oh okay. Names in uphill letters. I'm currently in negotiations with the Val Triangle uh, Municipal uh, people. So I asked them. I I made a request to take because remember, Kabel, it's a traveling exhibition which has been to three metropolitan areas. Uh, 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 uh. for the people of the Val yeah. Triangle in Sharpville, at the Sharpville Memorial. For those who don't know, the Sharpville Memorial was the scene of what, they, what in history is re referred to as the Sharpville Massacre of 1960, uh, where people were shot and killed uh, during the past, past protest, past law protest. So they have a museum there where I went to last year, when mm -hmm. another photographer, Len Kumalo, happened to exhibit there. And I got an idea that, okay, uh, why don't I also use that space in order for the people of the surrounding areas like Everton, Sibuking, Sharpville, Ferranaheng, mm -hmm. to have an opportunity to also yeah. view, yeah, names in appeal letters, since it's a traveling exhibition. Yeah. Wow. So I'm still waiting on wow. the official... <laughs> It seems name, names in Apple letters somehow has attracted museums. I mean, it began at the Pinoni Museum, it went yeah. to the Petora Museum, and yeah. then Workers Museum, Workers. and now it's going to another museum in the Val. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, in terms of, uh, are there people who are, are those museums interested in buying the, the, the work itself? Or are there other people who are interested in, uh, in collecting the work itself? Because it seems to have that sense of historical importance, doesn't it? Yeah, yes. All right. So yeah. none other than, I don't know if Wes, Wes knows a, a gentleman called uh, Mandla Ibeko, who's married to one of uh, Ipohotik Mabuse's daughters. He's the proprietor of FNB at, at Jobek. Okay. One of, the, one of the biggest fairs, you know, along with the Cape yeah. Town Art Fair and Latitude Art Fair. So when he first saw my work, uh, some of the stuff on 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 names in appeal letters. I'm actually in the process of negotiating with him. He's interested in collecting some of the work there, and also a photographer named Sipuem uh, Shambi, who was married to the musician uh, Judith Sipuma. I'm also in negotiation currently with him. He expressed an interest to buy two artworks of. Uh, the late uh, chef dancer, Joe Matt Joseph Nahumu and, and Dolly Ratebe, an actress and singer from the Sopatan era of the 50s. And also another famous photographer named Andrew Shabangu bought a portrait that I did in Port Elizabeth of the artist and a contemporary of Gerard Sigoto named uh, Mr. George Pemba. Yeah. Uh, and through both that uh, in behalf of a collector. Um, Jacob, can I just ask, like, for my listeners, um, where can they view more of your work? Is there a website? Um, what social media platform are you using and so forth? Yeah, unfortunately, at the moment, Wes, I don't have a website, but I I display my work uh, on my uh, what, uh, what was Instagram account. So a lot of what I do uh, is on my Instagram account, Jacob Mawela. Um, yeah, 
that's where if you want to know biography my biography it's where i actually display my work you know um, my journey is there a photography studio also where people can go and have a look at your work or so forth or see your work is there a no, place? no no because, not because you say you freelance so yeah okay yeah okay yeah. okay yeah. uh kabza you had something to say no 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 i'm good i'm good i'm good all right to say. um yeah. Yeah, man, Jacob, thanks for that, my brother, man. Um, I'm also just looking at, um, you know, this social thing. I was running everything here off my battery. Um, so, um, but what we will, but what I'll do is, um, please send me that image, um, the one of yeah. Julius. Um, I will yeah. add it on our social media pages for sure. Yeah. Um, I also yeah. just saw that the EFF is, um, is, is asking forwards to do a, uh, yeah, well, basically the prize money is 50 grand. I actually read a very interesting opinion wow. on that um um it seems like um they're using the spoken words to pardon i would say maybe cabello would latch on to that <laughs> yeah. yeah sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you hear that EFF, EFF. 50k yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um i think we i think we i think we lost cabello there um, but yeah, man, we'll just continue. Um, yeah, I see they're offering that, so I think that's the same gig that you're talking about in July. Um, it yeah. seems like they, could have, you know, and I and I read it. I read an interesting piece is how they are using um, they might be using spoken word as a as a as a way to rally because as you know in South Africa, yeah. to my national listeners, we have a uh, national election coming up next year, and these parties are starting to warm up and starting to rally their troops and so forth and so forth. But that's yeah, like off yeah. topic of what we were talking about today. Um, yeah, Jacob, you know, um, just in just in closing, my brother. Um, firstly, thanks again for coming through, man. Um, your story is extraordinary. I think we need a much longer. Yeah. I say much longer time. There's so many other things I would like to, like, like I'd like I'd like to know, like, what was George Allen like? What was the processes like? What was he busy with? I'd like to know about Gordon Parks for sure. I mean, yeah. I think he yeah. was. Just an, and he has influenced generations of people, and likewise with George Allen and the Bang Bang yeah, Club. I mean, yeah. all these guys that you work yeah. with are influential in South African pop cult, in art culture, in like so many. It's it's extraordinary. I never yeah. met anybody that has met and worked like. I don't. Know. <laughs> I just think I just think it's really extraordinary. Um, yeah, and I don't yeah. see I don't see Kabza coming back, but um, I think we're gonna wrap it up here, man. Um, my brother, what I will do is uh, we'll publish this episode on the 3rd of July. And um, okay. just like with all my other episodes, I'll chop it up into various shorts, which, I'll, which I publish, um, you know, throughout the week. And I'll notify you with everything. And just to all my yeah. listeners, thanks to everybody, man. And all the new, new subscribers, like I said earlier on, there was a bunch of you this week and much love to that. And yeah, um, yeah to everybody else. Um, you know, keep warm. It's cold in South Africa, so keep warm and keep safe. My brother, Jacob, once again, thanks for coming through, and I will be in touch via WhatsApp with regards to this episode. One love, my king, and power, and thanks, thanks yeah. for coming through. Yeah, Salute, keep well, king. and thanks for the opportunity, Wes. Yeah, long time and yes, see, man. King. I'll put the Julius Malema once, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Sure, my yeah, brother. Yeah, have a lovely weekend. Yeah. Wow.